You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to episode 462 of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in the city beautiful of Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in the city beautiful Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in the city beautiful of Holyoke, Massachusetts. The little guy, I was looking at the weather earlier today. It looks like <laughs> it's a little snowy there in uh, sunny it's Minneapolis. It's that time of year. Uh, the old it's the time, time of year. Of year. Yeah. It's the time of year, little guy. Mm-hmm. It snowed a little bit. and a Rodock, I think. Yeah, for what? You know, uh, a short sleeve poncho. Oh yeah, I think you know, I think you're in the perfect the zone. So this is a Look, good point. I, I, I thought about posting about this like a week and a half ago because <laughs> uh, we had a very warm fall, and there were a couple chilly days where I I looked at it in the closet, but it never was right. Uh-huh. I wore it to eat breakfast one day, and I, that's, that's I think the only time okay. I wore it. It's not a. I, I got to admit, it's not a very versatile piece of kit. It has its place, but I don't know where that place is. I think it's mostly eating it's breakfast. A, it's a place on a in bike. a house when you don't want to turn the heat on yet because you're cheap. Well, so it's like fifty. Best time to figure out where the perfect time to wear it is is this weather, little guy. And I no. feel like you're dropping the ball it's, here for all of our listeners that want to know. It's too cold. It's, we've we've gone past. <laughs> we've gone past the moment. It was. Uh, maybe a high of 30 today with gusty winds. It was cold in the uh-huh. morning. Uh, no, it feels like winter. It's gross. I hate winter. Yeah, I'm old and I... It doesn't seem I'm, like you would need sleeves for that. Don't like it. Oh. Um, no, I think you do. Um, but, it, but it's too big to wear like a vest. You know what I mean? You can't wear it with other things like a vest. It's a full thing. It, it, it is a vest. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Half vest sleeves. with sleeves. Yeah. Look, I... Um, Just a little bit. I, I was so scrolling around on like... How much would you uh, retail? What was that? How much are you going to sell this? How much are you going to sell your Anorak well, for? Let's, this, let's get back to the basics. No, this is what yep. I'm saying. I was scrolling around on like Backcountry and all these websites looking for some Black Friday deals. And they were a lot of uh, short sleeve pullover poncho-y thingies. And they were all at deep discounts. I think I might have missed, uh, missed the market peak. <laughs> oh, no. I know. It's a... Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm still entertaining offers in the low four digits but um you know well this is a captivating moment we, we, how about this little guy can you do us a favor and go on the old instagram and put a photo of you up maybe in the breakfast nook with your <laughs> with your anorak puffy jaff- jacket that you created on your own in response to the fial raven uh puffy yeah I'll get, I'll get, i should get more content yeah i'll get more content up there okay. it's true i've right, under i've underplayed yeah. it I still have the bits, the ex- leftover arm bits, with the intention of making shorts out of them, but it oh, obviously excellent. hasn't happened yet. So, did you guys have a solid week in bike this week? Uh yeah, pretty good, pretty good. So, I rode my bike a ton, coffee shops all around. Uh, got to do 
little guy, as you would know, there's nothing better than uh, going mountain bike riding with uh, with the little one. Yeah, so yeah. I was able to uh, to do that with little Nairo. That's nice. But I had a horrible experience on the bike this week. Can I tell you how horrible it was? <laughs> tell us. Uh, don't think we have a choice, but yeah. yeah how horrible. I'm rolling in right now. So here we are. Uh, last Tuesday before Thanksgiving, I decided at uh, last minute, uh, called up my friend, uh, Mark, who is the GM over at Catrike, one of America's largest oh, yeah. domestic bike manufacturers. You know, the, the three-wheel recumbent trikes here in Orlando, Florida. Check Wait, it out. American-made. I okay. Geek welded. You, uh, maybe if you want to drop his... Drop my email with him sometime. Maybe there's I'm a, just, actually at this point. I'm just gonna uh, send him an invoice for the ad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. At this point, it, it it might be an ad, but I gotta say, how has Catrike not made a uh, a rail bike? Considering that, I'm pretty sure that the uh, the width on a Catrike is identical to the gauge of a railway. Yeah. Well, but let's I talk. Digress. Let's talk. Yeah. Synergy. So, Mark and I were gonna meet up for the game, and I take little uh little Heimar uh, with me. To the game in the cargo bike, riding through downtown. Daylight savings time is upon us. Front headlight on, tail light on, lit up like a Christmas tree to stay safe. Mm-hmm. Get to the arena, lock up the bike, lock up the cargo bike. Go to the entrance to go into the arena. Security stops me because they won't let me bring my headlight and tail light in. Oh, well, that makes sense. And I'm like, I mean, yeah. And I'm like, excuse me. And they're like, yeah, you can't do that. And I'm like, well, that's that that's weird because I don't have a place to put it, and it's just it's just a light similar to the flashlight that's on my phone that everyone walks into the stadium with, mm-hmm. that they also use to coordinate halftime shows and other like events in the crowd. Like, turn on your flashlight. Totally. Mm-hmm. They won't let me bring it in because they're like, well, no, that's what the security has. The security has flashlights, and I'm like, yeah, but this is my bike light, so I don't get hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And then I was I was kind of mad. I was like, "This is ridiculous. This is just reinforcing car culture." And I got that that entitled super rookie that you guys know so well. Uh, I would have felt the same. I, so yeah, can I speak to your supervisor? Oh well, I wouldn't oh, have done that. Oh, that's whoa. a level yeah. I wouldn't well, have taken it to. Well, I was wow. I was mad. I was like, I want to yeah. know the situation here because this is a city owned arena. Mm-hmm. That the taxpayers of the city of Orlando are continuing to pay for for the DeVos family. <laughs> to have rent free. Yeah. And when I go to a Solar Bears game, there's no problem. I'm able to bring it in. Oh, okay. That and they're also owned by the DeVos. So it's an NBA rule apparently. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't bring it in. And they're like, "Well, go to the you can rent a locker. There's a locker at the other side and it's like the opposite corner of the building." <laughs> and I'm already a little angry. I'm like, "I got to walk all the way over there." So I walk all the way over there. And then it's fourteen dollars to rent $14? the locker. Fourteen dollars. Fourteen dollars. Wow. Park a car is twenty. Yeah. Fourteen dollars to rent the locker, and then, just like when they changed the rules at the uh, Hennepin County Met- uh, Hennepin County Government Center, remember you couldn't bring your tools in, so you oh, kind of yeah. just learned how to like stash them in like the. I eventually stashed the lights underneath like a bush, next to the arena, but the whole thing is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. How do you get, like, how is this a thing that you can't bring bike lights in? It just reinforces the fact that you have to drive a car. Yeah. Did they have a logic? Was there a reason they had? 
the reason was is that it looks like what the security guards had. That's what the supervisor and then also the, the person told me. They're like, oh, you can't bring it in because our security guards have flashlights. Oh, they all they carry cat, I, cat eye clip-on handlebar lights it, as well. It just baffles my mind. It and is I, crazy. Like, and it's such an easy thing for someone to take off the bike. Like it, it's like inviting someone to take the light. I mean, how many? I mean, I've had bike lights stolen. Before. I've had, yeah, I've had them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like now the bike was totally fine because it's in like a well lit. Like there's lots of people walking up and down the sidewalk, but it's not like a crime of convenience that a bike like would have. And I was just, I was just so bummed out. And I have no resolution to that other than like, I guess I'll write a letter to commissioner Adam Silver of the NBA, but you'll get right on, you know, I encourage, I encourage other people to do this because to me it's like, okay, don't allow me to bring it in. I get it. But then they shouldn't be charging me $14 for the the locker. Maybe you can get Reggie Miller to write him for you. Ooh, that's actually a pretty good idea. I might reach out to, uh, (laughs) to, to Reggie because it just, it just seems that's crazy. It it didn't seem like it was like that. They made it sound like it was an NBA policy. <laughs> yeah, that's so. Weird. If it's happening elsewhere, this should become a slow ride podcast like thing because it, it just it's bad for the environment. Like, like you know, mm-hmm. like like we're doing our part. One less car on the road. Yeah, not taking up a parking spot, not burning fossil fuels, and then you won't let me bring a light in because it's what safe what what allows me to safely ride with my um my son to the game. Well, you mm-hmm. could have, I mean, with that light, you could have Im- pretended <laughs> your security guard and basically taken over the the stadium. Well, I could I have mean, been if, on the court. You would have, yeah, you would have been on the court. You you and the yeah. Highmore would just been like hanging out and. Center court, because yeah. you'd be like, "Look, I got this little flashlight." You'd show it to the other guys, and be like, "Whoa, sorry, oh. dude, didn't realize you had a little flashlight." So right up to the front. If you're a listener to the Slow Ride podcast and you've gone to an NBA game lately and you have had a similar situation on your bike, well, let us know about it. But let us know about other ways that cycles are dis- discriminated against, <laughs> besides the fact of not having safe facilities on roadways. Yeah. Anyways, despite <laughs> the being well, end of rants for me, Tim. Similarly. In 2002, I went to a Twins game. Interesting. Home, home opener. Is this 2002? Is it 2002? Is that the old state? That was in the Metrodome. At the Metrodome. The Metrodome stuff. 2002, okay. I went to the home opener, and I oh. I got there. Tough and I ticket li- to get, I'm sure. Yeah. Told, yeah. Um, they wouldn't let me in with my bag. They wouldn't let me have my bag. I had a little bag with me. They said, go put it in your car. I said, I don't have a car. I biked here. Two thousand two. Can't yeah. bring it in. Was there any reason they would have been tightened up on security in two thousand two? I don't remember. I don't remember anything. Huh. But because of that, I had to. I had to do something with my bag. Now, mm-hmm. my friend. I had a friend's house that was closer than my house at that time, so I rode there. Throw okay. the bag you like six blocks away from the Metrodome at this time. Right? No, I lived, on, I lived on. I lived on Thirty Second and Pleasant at the time. Oh, okay, that's far. So I rode I rode to Carlos's house at the time, but because of that, I later had to go back there and my better half Caitlin was hanging out there and that was the first time we like really spent some time together. So because of the twins forcing Aww. me to leave my bag there, I went back and we actually uh spent some time hanging out and uh here we are. 20 some years later. So so, here you are. so sport, security event can do good things. Okay. Tim did you? Was anyone around when you picked up your lights after the game? 
Well, I did decide to start hanging out with Mark Eglin, and we have a new proposition. It's a recumbent trike clothing company. Uh The the jersey pockets are actually on the front. Yeah, yeah. Like a classic cycling jersey. I like it. We should bring that back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You you could do a short sleeve kind of poncho situation. That would be good, too. There's there's no reason sleeves need to go all the way to your wrists. That is true. Now, little guy, you know, in your in your short sleeve poncho jacket that you made, does is it a zippered or is it a pullover? I have a zipper. I don't have a pullover like the uh, one I was. I was because those was pullover ones. A lot of times you see the Velcro flap mm-hmm. on the pullover, okay. but then it still has a zipper underneath. I never really understood what. Like, do you need? It's like wearing suspenders and be- a belt at the same time. Well, this is like extra safety, you know? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. Well, um, so, little guy, <laughs> what was happening in bike racing this weekend? <laughs> well, I was, after watching Saturday's cycle cross race, I only watched, got time to watch the men's race, the O2 this Urban, Urban Cross. cross? This is yeah. the Urban Cross. This is a good one. I oh, love this classic. race. I know yeah. I've rattled on about it in years past, but it's so fun. It's so much infrastructure there's multiple bridges they go over 900 different kinds of terrain like it goes from like mud to cobblestones to smooth pavement just it just is everything and i just from a tire choice uh conundrum it's a fun race because you definitely see some guys run in higher pressures and railing the like uh the the paved downhill and then you see guys that go low so they're super fast in the mud it's fun, but it was a super fun race and uh, kind of went all over the place. Lars led for a really long time and then popped at the end. Surprise, surprise. Ely won it. But uh, I was going to go on and on about that, but I'm not. I'm not going to go on and on and about that. Oh, oh you're not. No, okay. I'm not. I'm not it because. like, okay. Then to, right. today, Sunday, there was a World Cup in Dublin. And if you haven't watched the World Cup in Dublin, oh my God. Go watch the World Cup. Pim won it again on the men's side. So that's two World Cup wins for Pim, which is crazy. But holy cow, was it a great race. And you guys, 16th place, Slow Ride Podcast favorite, Lawrence Sweek, was right there in for the kill at the end. Made a move in the last lap that had uh, my heart skip a beat, took the lead, Uh. only to have Pim get him at the end. But... Really, I cannot say enough about how much fun this race was to watch. I, we know at least half of our listeners are in a very like questionable basement right now, riding a trainer <laughs> with yeah. all kinds yeah. of weird stuff around them. Uh, do yourself a favor, and when you're done listening to our podcast, watch this race. So you, much fun. So muddy, so great. Did you see who Just, got second place or 16th place? Though. I didn't see who got 16th place today. No. Scott, Scott Funston. Oh, really? American. Really? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I kept seeing his name pop up on the um, thing. It was a fun race because there was a really big, a biggish group for a muddy race. Was there the was crowd? like, the crowd looked pretty good. I got to say for a non-Belgian second race. Time they've done, second time they've done Dublin. It it's a fun year. course. It was a sloppy mess. Um, Also, and you know I love this, uh, Jens Adams, who looks just like Spencer on the bike, was up there (laughs) in the top 10. He uh, was up in the top two for a while. 
looking good, Spencer. It was like watching uh, watching you race 15 years ago. Um, I love it every time. He's looking smooth in the mud, just like yeah. you. Uh, yeah. It was so good. I kept looking at him and being like, is that a mozzie he's riding? No, it's not. Was, oh. was, there, a yard, was there a yard sale in the sand pit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, uh, it's worth watching. I cannot say enough how much fun this race was. I'm sure, um, I'm sure there's more insightful looks at the race than what I'm giving you, but man, just a super fun, muddy, muddy cross race. Everybody falling down constantly, lots of lead changes. It's everything you want out of a cycle cross race if you don't have Vanderpool and Wout and all that. Lucinda Brand took the win on the women's side. Um, cool. I'm probably not going to watch it, little guy, but the doubling course <laughs> I did watch last year. No, I, no you're not. Look, I ain't going to lie. Like, I, I, my days are busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, went, I watched this race last year. It was a lot of fun. It's a good I one. watched the highlights of Urban Cross, which was a ton of fun to watch with the amount of, like, bridges and stuff that they cross. Like, I, I like that event. It's fun. As mm-hmm. a whole. Yeah. Um. Maybe I'm more of a curmudgeon. Are there too many World Cups? Maybe. You know, like, that's the question, like, and you're just kind of like, eh. Yeah. Um, I mean, World I just, Cup or not World Cup, this was just a good race. I guess, I like, I think it, we talked about Laporte being mad that, you know, some riders were skipping the World Cup and stuff last mm-hmm. time. And you had, uh, I think Lars skipped it this time because he went all in at the O2. But then Nice didn't ride the O2 and went all in at the World Cup. But, like, at the end of the day, I don't care it's a World Cup, and I don't care that it's the O2 series or that it's the Super Prestige series. Like, it just matters right. what the course is. And if it's a fun okay, so course, and then it's a muddy on. mess, and you've got isn't, five isn't guys this, battling. Isn't this the argument by the UCI, is that nobody cares if it's a World Cup or, or a different series, <laughs> and that people should care that it's a World Cup? That's true. I, think I, th- that's I guess exactly that is. exactly his point. That is maybe their point. Well, then, I don't... What do they do to differentiate... The World Cups, though, because at the end of the day, uh, I mean, like, they're all good. Like, unfortunately, yeah. all the courses in Europe are pretty good. <laughs> Even the races yeah. that I, you know, can't think of off the top of my head. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. every year these races pop up. I, I wake up on a Saturday. I turn on the computer. I won't do that for long because they're taking it away. But you turn it on and you're like, oh, I forgot about this cross race. I didn't remember what this one was called, but I mm-hmm. remember this course is fun, you know? Uh, for different reasons it's not you never you never it's not like your local series where there's that one race where you're just like i'm only gonna go if the form's really good or i have to right or if it rains or something yeah yeah um yeah i don't know i think the only thing they've got which is why it's a problem is that they just give the world cups more uci points and people don't uh always care about those i guess yeah, I guess not. That was just kind of weird. I thought that was like the be all end all of, of things in a way. But a certain number of guys know that once Pidcock and Vanderpool and Van Art show up, they're going second row anyway. So like, what does it matter? Uh, Man, I wish people could see this. Spencer's getting mauled by kittens. He's getting mauled by kittens, and I'm trying to talk about cyclocross, but he's it's <laughs> so too cute. There's, oh man, this is adorable. All right, Spencer, you got to put up, you got to put some of those kittens up on our Instagram because that's there's this too cute. Uh, yeah, the the catagram's gonna go nuts. I, I'm oh. sitting here, just little guy wasn't watching, and and Spencer try was trying to pay attention to Psychopath yeah. World Cup talk. 
Yeah, yeah it was riveting. There's it just, was. There's just cats coming out of everywhere. <laughs> These um, cats obviously but, love a good cross race. Yeah, they're all uh, about it. They're they're all about off roading and uh, not. Well, I guess pushing the tape to the limits, I would say, is a good way to put it. <laughs> Those cats do look like they'd go tape to tape. They go, yeah, definitely go tape to tape. Um, um, we get yeah, so- uh, these uh, fosters this week. Uh, if you don't know, I think they were named by a gravel racing connoisseur, maybe a bike packing connoisseur, because their names are backpack and lunchbox. And I feel like those are two things you would have on yeah. on a gravel race these days. If I understand it correctly, I'm not really in the gravel scene. Well, gravel is gra- gravel's not dead yet, but it's definitely you know ramping up to jump that shark. Mm. <laughs> but um, well, do they have vowels in their name? Because if they have vowels in their name, they weren't named by they gravel. Do they do? Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. okay. If their All names right. were like Lunchbooks and. We didn't talk about it. Did you guys, did you happen to see, did either of you happen to see who, I don't have the names in front of me, but I remember scanning who entered and who made the Lifetime Grand Prix next year. I have not looked. And it's a ton of like cross country mountain bikers and folks from like Cape Epic. I want to say there's at least six or seven on the men's side that are South African mountain bikers. Like that makes sense. Legitimate legitimate uh cape epic top 10 finishers that are just gonna come and just yeah gravel's dead like like the, like, well, like the hopes like like for the top level like it's it's legit now the folks coming in i mean the prize yeah. is probably just too good well do you think I they'll do better though because like we've got we had yeah, all the so world 100%. tour guys showing up and it's not like they were just dominating it either you know yeah but they never did the whole full series. But yes, I'm I'm willing to bet that you would have like a a foreign national win Chawamigan next year. Like like it, it looks like the quality is stepped up a lot more than just you know the gravel maybe not, but like for the more traditional mountain bike events that are in that series, yeah, I th- I think it's game changing. So you think uh, Keegan's the out as coming. the top dog because he's been super no, I think dominant. Keegan is still gonna be. I think he's a. He's a unicorn uh, out there, but I think he will have more competition. Now. Okay. Interesting. I mean, because he can't beat Valverde, so he hasn't really no. stepped to the well, top Why would you top even put yet? them in the same conversation? But, uh, <laughs> you know, here we are. Uh, speaking of which, let's get to this week's Premlap before we come back for an overflowing Slow Ride Podcast email bag and a couple of other conversations on the Slow Ride Podcast docket in this week's Premlap. My name is Matthew Vanderpool and I don't listen to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, guys, here we are in the pre-lap. want to give a quick shout out to all listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out about our bevy of shows, including the great work being done by Rob over at Criterium Nation, where he has a crossover episode coming in the spirit of cyclocross season. Oh. And we also have uh, Bill Scheichen continuing to throw it down with Zach and Mike in the media pit on Cyclocross Radio. So keep it keep it live. Keep searching those. And before you know it, we might even have a Nordic Cyclocross, Nordic skiing crossover. I don't even know what's going on I don't anymore. Know. We, got, we got another one coming this week, though. Coming on the uh, end of the yeah, show fantastic. again. I, Episode 3. Right, I do Nordic feel... Corner. 
we might have Jesse? to spin it off if if we might if have to there's spin it off. demand. I, I honestly I don't know if there's demand or not. Um, but but Nate we'll, we'll Janenko yeah. has taken the has grabbed the proverbial brass ring. We also know that Leif in Toronto is more than probably willing to jump on with Nate to do a whole conversation. <laughs> we could be matchmakers here. But I will will say that Jesse Diggins did get second place in her return to cross country skiing, and you know Jesse uh, Diggins, little guy, you and I have uh, battled it out many times on the coulee in Afton, w- and waited for Spencer to come up hmm. the hill <laughs> on the training route. Of, sure, of an sure, Olympic yeah, that sounds yeah legit, yeah. We'd also like to thank our good friends over at Hammerhead, returning sponsor. Head over to hammerhead.io and use the promo code SLOWRIDE to get your very own heart rate monitor strap to go with your Karoo 2. Easily the best cycling computer on the market. Wide touchscreen, super easy to follow and set up. That was my favorite part about it. And the climbing feature, which... I don't get to use too much here in Orlando. I would love to use it everywhere, but the climbing feature to be able to tell you the different gradients that are coming up around the corner on the switchbacks is fantastic. Once again, that's hammerhead.io with the promo code SLOWRIDE. Yeah. Yeah. It slaps. The kids say. That's what the kids it say. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a real good computer. Um, check it out. Awesome. Let's get back to the show. Hi, I'm Zoe Bassett, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Boys, I know this is where we usually do the mailbag, but I don't know if you remember a few uh, a few episodes back. Uh-huh. We hearken back to when I just dropped a game show on you. Uh, so, oh. oh, wow. wow. And wow. I don't remember if I gave it a name or not. I don't know either. <laughs> Tell you the but truth. it was about vintage cycling ads, and I would read you the tagline. Maybe this Tim was a wasn't, good one. I was wasn't Tim here, but I, I, I was yeah. playing along when I listened to okay. it. Okay. Well, this is why I brought it back then. Uh, definitely was so Tim okay. could have a chance to participate. Coming out of left field, it is Name That Brand. All right. The second time uh, running a popular this game segment. show. We a had people segment. hit us up. We had yeah. a lot of people hit us up on threads and elsewhere telling us all about threads. This game show. Wow. Threads. Are we on threads? We um, will be after I said that. So yes. I've got <laughs> I've got a handful of advertisements okay. here. Right, vintage cycling ads. And I right. am curious if anyone could get any of these. Now I will say little guy got the softballs last time, Tim. Oh, right. You are not in for an easy ride as a as a rookie here in the game. Of name that brand. Uh, so I'll start with what I kind of consider to be the easiest one, and it's not that easy. The tagline of this ad says, normal people ride normal bikes, so why be normal? Man, that's, all right. You can tell this is a bike manufacturer. That's, mm-hmm. that's about all the clue I'm going to give you on this. All right. Yes. So, I guess to me, you, I, I guess I know where I'm going to go right away. Do you want to go same time, little guy, or can I just throw out mine? 
Throw out yours. I'm going to throw out mine. Yeah. Go, I'm going to throw out Cannondale. I'm going to throw out Cannondale because it strikes me as the type of thing that maybe they would have put in the market with like when the uh-huh. lefty was coming yeah. around. Okay. Yeah, that's a yeah. good thought. Or the thought. beat bike. That's, that's kind of my thought. Yeah. I'm going to go even farther on the crazy train. I'm going to go slingshot. Slingshot. Oh. Little nice. guy. You're closer, but Ooh. you've gone too far. Oh, I've gone too far. <laughs> you've gone too far. Tim didn't go quite far enough. What we're looking for is Haro. This is a Haro oh, mountain Haro. bike. Right. Yeah, really. Yeah, with that okay. little, the little um, Haro's always had the yeah, little the top tube, and they had that little like kink right before the yeah, seat a little kink collar. and kind I of like a triple those. triangle situation going yeah, on. Yeah, I like those. Uh, yeah, they they did. They went with the kind of the lower uh, yeah, not seat normal, stays, not too. normal. Yeah, normal kind of more normal than they want to let on, though. Did they have so little guy when you're saying the top tube had a slant? Was it did it kind of have that true triangle thing that GT made popular? No, is that kind of what oh, kind of like no, and it didn't have like a triple triangle, they had like a lower, like the if I'm remembering correctly, the the seat stays (laughs) joins the seat tube lower, but no, the top tube, the top tube had it was flat and then it sort of angled up right before it hit the seat tube. And I, d- I don't think true. there's any purpose other than to differentiate them visually in the same Probably, way that like yeah. GT BMX bikes had the bend, mm-hmm. you know, the down to bend thing. It, what what purpose it, could that serve? Right. It definitely had okay. the triple well, triangle. I'm sure they had a thing. Okay. Round right. two. Round Here's two. another one. This one may be even easier. Uh, I may have misspoke when I, when I spoke about the easiest one power up with this, with delicious new apple cinnamon. And hammer like this. Like this got to be a hammer. It's got to be a hammer gel with delicious new apple cinnamon and hammer like this. Uh, Yeah, it's got to be hammer. No, I'm gonna say it's a it's a power bar. Tim coming in strong. Power bar throwing heat at hammer using hammer in capital letters in their ad. Yeah, it's definitely. Power bar, uh, top three power bar flavors. Uh, number one, rock. Uh, number two, chalk. And uh, mm-hmm. number three, uh, uh, vanilla crisp. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which one did Lance like? All I know uh, is those were the nastiest things ever. And every time I was eating them, I was just like, how it is, is this a thing? It is a terrible ad. Uh, it is a, it throws back to the power bar just how bad they were. It, I can taste it right now and i regret everything about it um mm-hmm. yeah. we've if there i'm i'm not as much of a retro grouch as little guy but i will say not a lot of things have made that much progress really in cycling like it's yes. still got a bike it's still got gears it's still shift whatever you still pedal we've made leaps and bounds in the have nutrition we, game i know we've cycling. talked about this Do, does power bar still exist yeah i think it does Okay. I don't know. All right. You know, All right. what I think the biggest leap with the nutrition side is that cuz when when we could get cliff bars we were like, wow, this is the greatest thing ever. And there are better things than cliff bars, but just the fact that you can walk in any gas station in yeah. the middle of nowhere and you can get a cliff bar. That like what use what 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 used to be like the pinnacle when we started riding of a snack on your ride but you had to like special order to go to a bike shop or some weird stuff. Yeah. Now you can just, you know, you see a gas station and you know, at least I can get a cliff bar. If nothing oh, else, yeah. I can get a cookies and cream cliff bar and I'll survive. That's, that's an improvement. It is. All right. Round Power three. bar 
Power bar still exists for those keeping track at home. Still <laughs> this is a weird one. Okay. Okay. Why buy sunglasses with lenses that are already shot? Why buy sunglasses with lenses that are already shot? Mm-hmm. Is there a time when we're playing this game? Are these vintage ads from like? These are mostly from on? the nineties, I would say, maybe okay. early two thousands at best. I'm gonna already guess. Shot. Why would that already shot? I don't know. Are these are Greg Lamont shooting shot. <laughs> are they? Uh, <laughs> I don't think they, it was they, intentional. If they're what, what was that ballet? Uh, ballet? Though. I'm gonna go ballet. <laughs> ballet. These should have been worn by Greg. Le- these were worn by Greg Lamont when he was shot by his brother-in-law. Um, hunting. Interesting. Interesting. They, Little guy. Kept the, the I'll guess shot uh, out of his Rudy eyes. Project because I have no no real idea. It was Oakley. Really? It is Oakley, and apparently they tested the safety and impact of their uh, sunglasses by shooting them with twelve gauge. Shotgun uh, blast. Hey, I was which I was kind of on the right Tim track. Tim was on the hunt there. I thought wow. he was going to get that indeed. one. Indeed, yeah, just could on the trail. Incredible. Um, can we? Uh, sunglasses are ridiculously expensive, as yes. we all know. The margins yes. through the roof. Yeah, but um, I I'm just thinking, if I was, I mean, if I was going to rate these. Rudy Project has to be near the bottom of any that I've ever used. Um, Certainly. And, and then the helmets. Warm, though, Tim. It's pretty downright. But Tifosi, you know what you're getting. Because Tifosi, you're spending. And then when you do the other one, it's like, you know, it's a lot more money. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, I guess, where I was at. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. All right. Round three. Everybody, or round four. Sorry. Everybody yeah. ready? I feel ready. like I'm winning. Even though I, I haven't, it. I've I only gotten one are. right. I, I feel like you you've got like a point and a quarter, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. This one, if little guy doesn't get, I'm going to be disappointed. This is your softball, little guy. Uh, I'll try my best. It's going to be wildly difficult, but I feel like if anyone's going to do it, you are. Proven off-road designs for the pavement. Bring on the potholes. <laughs> this one is probably... Early '90s, soft ride. Is this a soft ride ad? Uh, okay. So this one we've got, or this is head shock. Tim has like a snowball's chance on this one, little guy. I don't know. Like, just use this knowledge. What would you know about that Tim would have never guessed? I'm I'm thinking it's got to be. I'm thinking it's got to be the uh, one of those stems that has like the the shock stem. Oh, it's like a soft ride stem. No, what was that? No, what's the name of the one though that had like a, like a shock built into the stem? It wasn't. Those soft are soft rides. rides. Yeah, and the Gervins. Are you both guessing this? I think we're both guessing soft ride or are soft ride and Gervin the same? Have I been? No, it's not, are they different? No, look, I'll give you the same clue I gave you before. If Tim can think of this, it's not it. Do you still want to guess the same thing Tim's guessing? That's a that's a good point. It's a shock, shock, <laughs> stop, suspension stem. Okay, let me. I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. I'll give you two clues. Okay. One is is a, a you're on the right track with components, right? It's it's not a bike brand, whatever, uh, or manufacturer. It's a component manufacturer. Yeah. This can be anodized. Oh, is this like a thud buster or something? One of the suspension. Uh, I'll read you the tagline again. Oh. Proven off-road designs for the pavement. 
bring on the potholes. Oh, this is good. It's a high flinch. I mean, everything could be anodized in the 90s. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. Sounds like everybody's out of time on this one. Unfortunately, out of time. The answer we were looking for was Ringlay. Oh, Ringlay parts. Little guys' favorite parts. I love, so yes, famously, famously, when I bought my Klein, Mm -hmm. uh, it had had a pair of the wheels. Uh, like a hundred and seventy <laughs> millimeter long red ringlay stem, which I loved, but like was just way too long. I couldn't deal with it. I had to get rid of it eventually, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I had red ringlay hubs laced to red sun uh, rims, and it was so nice. But one of the wheels got stolen, and the other one disintegrated. Uh, I was I was there with you at the hard times the night that front wheel got stolen, little guy. I, I was, remember that was that was a big bummer. That was a big bummer. That was a big bummer. All right, well that was your softball and you whiffed on it. Um, Sorry. Here comes Tim's softball. This is right. the best right. clue I'm going to give him. If he doesn't think of this brand, I'm going to be disappointed. He talks about it every single week on this podcast. It's moots. The tagline at the I'm going to give you two different taglines. There's a little in cursive at the bottom. And then there's like kind of the splash on the top, right? So this the little cursive at the bottom, the little like here it is, is feel the difference. Feel the difference. Across the top, the big like get your attention is the 8.5 millimeter bioposition edge. Real good advertising here. Real quality stuff. So he's 8.5, not 8.7. Because I want to be sure I'm the guessing correctly. 8.5 Bioposition okay. edge. Yeah. Feel the difference. Okay. So. Ugh. This sounds like a specialized thing. Did you say it's 8.5? It's 8.5. Yeah. 8.5 millimeters. Millimeters. Inches. Now I'm going That's into what millions I talk of about meters. all the time. Yeah. Moots and time pedals. What I'm trying to figure out is the amount of float on a pedal uh-huh. And if that is what you would feel the difference, because that's the touch point on the bike. I'm going to go time, not ATAX, but I'll go like RXS pedal or something like that. I click okay. something right. along those. All right. Uh, I feel okay. like I, I, I guess I it's just, such I'll a shitty crank, advertisement. Crank, it's crank Brothers just to, just to see. Crank Brothers would be like 8.5 inches of slop. Is what they would advertise. <laughs> <laughs> Crank Brothers doesn't care about your comfort, is what it comes down to. This one is indeed a vintage time yeah. ad for ah, the Time EQ it. pedal system and, and shoes, yeah. almost the clown shoes that you so lovingly refer to all the time, Tim. But oh. I think just a couple years ago. What a prior, horrible advertisement. Well, like, it's <laughs> it, the it's drawing terrible. that's on there, on this, the, the drawing, uh, just like with the blueprints behind it. And mm-hmm. I mean, the pedals look good. The, pe- the pedals still hold weight. They today. hold a lot of weight. I will give you they that. Do. Yeah. yeah, those are not light pedals. <laughs> uh, I, I like that. this game. I, I like this game. I feel like I got power bar. I was close on the Oakley sunglasses. Definitely You're wasn't going to get the ringlay stuff. But yeah, All time right. pedals crushed it there. You're crushing me. Tim. So Tim, Tim is crushing you, little guy. Uh, two and one quarter points to zero. For the final round, this one is actually worth three points. So you could take the lead. <laughs> And the bonus round, I'm just going to read you all of the copy for this ad, and I'm going to describe the photo in the ad, but I'm going to bleep out the brand name, and I want you guys to fill it in. 
Right, so what we've got here is a photo of a road bike, a red road bike, uh, with an upside down Porsche 911 strapped to the top of the bike. And it says, the tagline says, it could change your priorities. The aluminum blank, and then the, the, the kind of fine print about it, the aluminum blank will turn your world upside down with incredibly strong yet featherlight frame, sophisticated geometry, and incomparable blank engineering and craftsmanship to tell the world you own the very best. For our priorities poster, catalog, and priceless, send $3 to blank bicycles, 207 West uh, South Prairie Road, something, something, Washington. Yeah, it's Klein. It's Klein. Tim, do you have a guess? It's got to be Klein. If it's in Washington, it's got to be Klein. Are you sure? Now, could this have been... What's what? the other Sorry? bike company? And what was the other bike company? And um, what was the other bike company? But the thing that gets me though about this little guy is that it's Washington Clear, so he gave away too much there. But would Klein have had an advertisement with Porsche? Like, were they in the same conversation? Like, that's the one that kind of like the aluminum for yes. sure. But the the paint jobs, like, it's not what I align with a Porsche. Not exactly famous for their road bikes. I feel confident on this one. You feel confident? The only other bike company I know of from the Washington is Match, famously. A huge, now, Raleigh's huge are, are distributed out of there uh, by Acel, along with Diamondback and a few other brands. Oh, so yeah, probably, let me probably just say, uh, I don't think that's given too much away. I, If you're sending something to Washington and he, and he beeped out what I'm assuming is what, Chileas? Washington or wherever, where the the old man was from, that the sainted Gary Klein. Uh-huh. I, any other brand in Washington, he would have not beeped out. So I'm gonna go with Klein strictly because I know okay. Spencer good enough that it's a it's a smart tactical play because if little guy is wrong and you're wrong, you still win. But if little yeah, guy is true. right. Uh-huh. And you're then also right, you still win. So uh, I'm going to say that's why you've done it and not because I've given too much away. It is indeed Klein. Uh, Good ad. Pretty, pretty stellar ad here. It could change your priorities, little guy. Do you still want the 911 or are you going to take the uh, aluminum uh, Klein road bike? Uh, practical day-to-day, I want the Klein uh, resale value. I think I'm going to go with the Porsche 911. Whoa, really? Um yeah. From 19, what, 97, 98? Even in red, little guy? Even yeah, in red. even in red. Here's Ugh. a question I have for you guys. Have you guys seen the Volvo ads from the early, mid-ish 80s that had, like, Volvo 740 turbo wagons next to, like, Lamborghini Countach's with, with, with like, a, like, a, like, a trailer? And they're, like, and it says, like, basically the same idea. I feel like these must be the same advertising firms I, I, that did I don't, these. Whoa, I don't, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't, no, I Spencer, don't know the, you shared the upside down Klein um, with the Porsche. I just shared in chat that maybe Klein just basically got a mm-hmm. Porsche for the day because they have another one with two Kleins on the roof rack of a Porsche, mm-hmm. including a road bike and a mountain bike with mission control. The only thing better than a Klein is two is the uh, is what yeah. it says, and it's the 1990 advertisement. That's like a that. what is that a nine two eight little guy? I don't know. 
I think it is. I think it is. Um, Two different Porsches, though. This one's not red. So uh, maybe there was some sort of tie in there. Uh, all right. Well, that, that's good to know how uh, how the Kleindex is going. Um, is through the roof. I've been starting to look um, for some time capsules. I will say that I was out with a friend of the pod, uh, Taylor Norton, in Tampa on Friday out for dinner, and I brought up my quest for a 26-inch single-speed mountain bike. Uh-huh. Uh, Spencer, you have you've re- recalibrated my interest in my next bike that I want to get because – you just yeah. like threw out that you still had the Bianchi uh, puss, the the pink ugly single speed, mm-hmm. and like, and you don't even ride it, so it makes me that much more angry. Right, and I was, and, it's, and Taylor's the one that hooked me up with the 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 Panasonic track bike. Right. Uh, oh, for the record, how many times have I ridden the Panasonic track bike since I got it? I asked Taylor this, and he said, "Did it include riding it around my shop parking lot?" And I said, uh-huh. no. And he goes, one. So question to you guys. Um, over or under on the amount of times I've ridden my Panasonic track bike since I got it of one. <laughs> oh, you haven't ridden it? Under. No. Yeah, under. No, under, under, under. I've, ri- I've ridden it once. R- ran it around the block. <laughs> it was great. Awesome. On the sidewalk the whole time. It's like barely counts. That barely counts. Um, like you didn't well, but, ride it to the, you didn't ride it to the game. You didn't ride it to but, the coffee shop. Uh-huh. So the reason I was bringing this up though, was that I was out with Taylor and he did not know about the whole Bianchi single speed mountain bike family. And, th- and this guy knows bikes. Taylor knows his, his bikes. I'm not going to disparage someone I don't know, but it doesn't it, sound like it. Well, his mind has been completely <laughs> blown because I've been texting with him over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface on something I did not know. And I, I felt really good. I felt yeah. like I was like teaching someone something new. Yeah. And and now learning a whole other avenue of, of, of uh, cycling culture uh, is pretty awesome. So I, I'm were, in the hunt for Bianchi single speeds. The only one were, I don't want is the Chrome one. Oh, okay. Interesting. I take any of the other ones. Interesting. Um, Bianchi was, it made no sense how on top of (laughs) like counterculture Bianchi was at that time. Like they had their finger on the pulse and did something about it before Surly was Surly. Bianchi was doing the Lord's work. Uh, and it, it still makes no sense. They've since fallen off the face of hipster planet and haven't really done anything cool since. Uh, So it makes sense that people wouldn't know about it, but it is something people should know. Uh, If only to keep the value of my single speed Bianchi mountain bike alive. Yeah. I mean, when we, we were first like right around when we were all first messengers, I mean, the, the silver pieces were sort of the de facto Mm -hmm. get in the track bike game bike for a bit there but yeah and then they had the piece of concept for for us cat threes on the track too (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because i've seen a couple pictures of uh we'll call them kids people that aren't in their 40s who have gotten their hands on um those those silver pistas that i thought of as like you only got one and like you moved on quick you got something nicer you got something lugged you got something cooler Mm -hmm. but it makes sense that now those things are 20 some years old and their own little bit of collector's item whereas i i don't know i look at it and i think ah, 
Must be a new messenger. Must not <laughs> be a seasoned vet. <laughs> yeah, we've no, that's vintage now. You could import yeah. that uh, from another country at this point, little guy. Yeah, um, it's just another sign of maybe. Good stuff, <laughs> indeed. Um, let's dig into the uh, inbox a little bit. Uh, email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com where all of your emails are gratefully received. I want to give a quick shout out to Ian Darling who hooked us up with a couple of obscure sports corner controversies. Oh. While, while he enjoyed Nordic corner, he wanted to uh, bring up some of the, the curling controversies that's happening, including uh, from uh, Canadian national treasure, Brad Gushu, the skip of team Canada really mad about world's world curling. And it was like, all right, this is cool. That's a little too close to home curling, Minnesota. We did win the gold medal last time. So we do know enough about that. It's not very obscure for us being from Minnesota. Minnesota won it. Yeah. yeah it's in but our blood. It's in our blood. He didn't, he did include a uh, story of an ultra runner in the UK that got banned because uh, she took a car ride during the race and got caught. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. And, uh, yeah, and basically it was like, well, I didn't know what I was doing. It was like a 150-mile race. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how, was, how do you square that one? Well, I think it's like, you know, I was like, you know, oxygen deficit, things like that. Um, this is as legitimate of an excuse as we've heard from some some doping yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, allegations uh, in cycling for sure. This next email comes to us from, and I apologize if I say the name wrong, but uh, Davey or Debbie. <laughs> Uh, Hamlin from Portland, Maine, the other Portland, Maine. And when you put in your signature, the other Portland, that's just sad because we know Portland, Maine is the superior yeah, city. Own it. It's a nice city. Um, so Davey writes, while cleaning out, while cleaning out our basement in anticipation of some construction we are doing, I uncovered these gems. Bonus content, the second photo of DVDs copied over from VHS tapes. The graininess just adds to the mystique. Love the pod. Love my crew, too. Happy Thanksgiving and keep up the great work. And it is a photo of a collection of World Cycling Production DVDs that Uh, is next level. So what we've got here, and I'm going to read through these just because this is some... We have the 2008 Tour of Ireland... Um, that's a classic. We have, that's we have one the of the best th- tours of Ireland, I think. That's a, that's we a, have the uh, that's only one I've we have, seen. <laughs> we have the the 2000 tour of Flanders with uh, Musawi uh, taking the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have the 2011 Umloop and Gemp Vogem back to back with. I see a Rabo Bank jersey, um, so you know that one's going to be good. 2009 Flanders, which is uh, Rube- which is a Tom Boonenier. Okay. Um, and you got some Flesh Wallones. Lots of Flanders. But the one that matters, 2003, Liège, Bastogne, Liège, with the broken collarbone himself. Doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, God. It's a pretty Tyler bad race. Oh. It's not. Like, very, it is not a really great race to watch. I know it no. ends in a way that just sends tears down Tim's cheeks, but you don't even see the attack, though. I think they don't even get the attack on film. Is it? It's weird. It's kind of confusion. I feel like maybe Tyler jumped in a car, didn't know it because he was in oxygen debt, and um, he didn't have a broken well, collarbone then. Timmy, you're you're giving yeah, him too no. much credit. <laughs> well, he didn't break yeah. the collarbone till like <laughs> four months four later. Five, yeah. um, some of the the Peter Van Pettigem, uh Flanders wins are some of my favorite uh, I mean, watches the, in the world the, cycling productions, but. 
I, I the, think yeah. the deep cuts are the best, like the, the Hetvok uh, yeah. uh, races but from the early 2000s the problem, up there. The, the problem with all those DVDs and VHS tapes is that they give away the finish line photo <laughs> in the yes, cover. They, they assume so you like, know. They didn't think about the person who'd be picking them up at a bike jumble 30 years later. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, but the right. fun part is... is uh, some of those, sometimes you look at the back. If you're even a pretty deep cycling fan, sometimes you pick up a 1993 Flanders. You look at the back. You know one of the guys on that podium. You have no idea who the other guys are. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's it's if it's the early 90s, it's two Italian guys who are on massive levels of EPO <laughs> who disappeared within two years. But you know what I mean? Like there's some like there's some unfamiliar faces. There's some there's some stuff to learn in there. We got a uh, quick shout out. I got a nice follow up email from Michael from Aussie Corner, our uh, our pirate uh, racer last week that we heavily um, encouraged to get to a bike race, even with one eye. Um, just wanted to uh, say that uh, his kids were absolutely stoked that that dad got a shout out on this podcast. You know, which you know made us feel <laughs> that much better. But I feel bad also for your kids forcing them to listen to this drill <laughs> but uh you know michael thank you so much best of luck as the uh slow ride podcast correspondent at this year's tour down under if you see uh bling matthews uh um see how he's doing for us uh yeah. bruce masterson emails us a mild discomfort cave i'm way behind on listening forgive me if i'm too late for this i'm too old and i and lazy to work hard enough for a trader to incur any real pain so mild discomfort <laughs> must do. At a certain point, you have to realize that you're wasting your time. A mm, mild flex and shout out to fellow a mild flex and shout out to fellow Moots rider Tim. I am not a dentist either. Well, thank you, Bruce. Wow. In in Rumford, Rhode Island, right next to Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and um, as you all know i i am from uh while i was born in newport rhode island my uh my family is in fact uh can trace back to Pawtucket, rhode island so uh bruce i don't know if you're game for some uh new york system wieners over at onlyville but uh whenever i'm in town i go there for uh some some great hot dogs it was like a sentence uh, that didn't make any sense. Those to me. are some uh, deep cuts. Uh, yeah, you know, nobody's gonna get. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know it's oh, plenty of people are gonna get that, and then they're gonna wash it all down with an awful, awful, or some coffee milk. So it's gonna be great. Um, so yeah, Hopefully. it's just Different making language. up words at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, they Bruce, do thank you so much, shore. Bruce. The uh, I gotta say that the um, the pain cave you've got looks great. The grainy photos just add to the allure of it lots of bikes in there um, lots of bikes ton of bikes I like a it. ton of bikes it yeah it's definitely a discomfort cave um especially underneath that fluorescent lighting but we'll, we'll get that one up on the old uh, <laughs> uh slow ride pod um glad to hear that matt wants the tires this comes from angus so uh send over that p.o box little guy because <laughs> angus wants you to know that a little background on these tires will be coming for they'll be coming from the great white north and they've never been used, and we're sitting on some old rims for a couple years, mellowing and stretching in my shed until the shed was flattened by a tornado two years ago. I wandered, <laughs> I wandered our property collecting random tools, broken pike parts, and camping remnants that were strewn across our fields. 
Post-disaster, wow. I wandered around aimlessly collecting snapped bike frames in one hand and random tires in the other. I tried all cross-season this year to give away the tires with no takers, <laughs> so it makes my heart grow a couple sizes to see them go to a good home. Angus. Wow. That's amazing. If it wasn't amazing enough, you wanted to give me some tubulars. Um, the fact that they've survived a tornado is... It's, what is that's I don't know it blows my mind I don't even know what to say it's amazing um yeah I, I now I feel a, like I owe these tubulars some training a, a new or lease something. on life yeah yeah like yeah, I feel I like mean, I feel like they've they've been through so much the least I can do is get them close to a yeah, podium they, or they, something they got a second chance and maybe maybe Ugh. your cycling career has a second chance now too got a uh, wow. nice email wishing us a happy Thanksgiving from Mark in Jacksonville. Uh, who did the 39th annual Turkey Day ride uh, across the St. John's River uh, ferry ride onto Amelia Island. I've talked about it many times, but Mark is a longtime listener of the pod up in Duval County. Uh, thank you for the support. And um, the final one that I've people. got... What's that? Okay. It's a lot of a lot of people on that ferry. Oh, there's a ton. It's, it's a, huge. It's a great ride. Yeah, it's it's an awesome ferry. What, what can I say? That's good. Um, but yeah, we'd like to thank all of the people that email us in at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we will read your email on the air. Um, Spencer, anything else going on in your neck of the woods besides the rambunctious cats in the background that I hope are making it through your, your yeah. microphone because I'm I hope it's certain, coming through. It I'm is certain amazing. they're going to be on the recording. They are going yeah. absolutely ballistic, uh, right now. So, uh, apologies in advance or, post-mortem so, uh, i guess the only thing i have that i was going to give up is that i am i am going to get back in the promoting game i i think i mentioned that you know we were going to bring back the doc hollywood but i i think that there is a massive hole in the promotion calendar here in central florida and all of florida as a whole of bike jumbles slash bike swaps. So I think I'm going to put together a uh, North Central Florida or Central Florida bike swap, mainly because the amount of old folks that move down to this state and probably bring their bikes with them, that yeah. there has to be they just, a uh, fair you, amount you of in, bikes. They get old and they just throw the old uh, Klein road bike in, in the storage uh, well, bin with the, uh, with the Porsche 911 and bring them both down to... Uh, down to Florida and tool around on the weekends? I do. Be- and here's why I think that there's a fair amount of amazingness in this area. Hmm. Is that friend of the pod and former uh, Swift Cycle employee, Cole, uh, hit me up the other day on Instagram with a post of theirs that showed two Bridgestone X01s in the, in the repair stand at the REI in Winter Park, Florida. Ah. Uh. In the repair stand at the REI, which to me, X01's going there. Like right away, I'm like, okay, most X01 customers that I've come across would bring it to probably a little bit more of a local bike shop rather than the REI. Like it's like the stereotype that I'm playing. They're doing the work themselves. Or they're doing the work themselves. one of the two, for sure. But they're not bringing it to the REI is what my thought process was here. It's a statement on the level of bike shops in Florida. So. No, no. I think it's a statement about that who now owns those bikes. Sure. Okay. I don't think All it's right. I don't think it's like first run homeowner or it's someone that picked them up at an estate sale. 
Um, I just, I'm thinking that there's a fair amount of untapped goodies here. The only bike swap in Orlando that happens isn't even a bike swap. It's really like a rep sale day that happens on a, in February at one of the local bike shops. And it's like where the reps come in and sell their samples. It's Hmm. not, it's not the swap that, that we know where people come in and are looking to gear up for the season for a jumble like a proper yeah, like I wanna, ooh I've I got to buy a bunch of garbage. I don't want to buy nearly new stuff yeah, for, I don't, for half price. I don't want just yeah. size. I just don't want no size interest. medium, <laughs> you know. Um so anyways, I'm thinking of bringing it back, but in Florida, I think it's got to be in the November time frame. So look look for some more notice here but for all the Florida listeners and anybody looking for some travels, I I think we're going to have a good bike swap in early November 2024. Hmm, I'll look forward to it. I'll mark my calendar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you'll be down on the next flight. Hey, the next uh, flight in November. I love a bike swap. I mean, if there's a reason to travel, it's as good as any. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right. What else you got, little guy? Anything for you? Closing moments? Uh, you know, this is sort of similar and it's kind of offhand is that I went to buy, um, just some brake cables the other day and I ended up getting a stem but i also ended up just buying <laughs> stems i didn't need would. um no and i i bought i put a shorter stem on one of my bikes so i could throw mustache bars on it just to make spencer happy uh-huh yeah and yeah. but what i did at the same time is i bought another stem and what i noticed as i dug through my parts bin in the basement is that i have a lot of stems i think i have like six quill six threadless but what i have is a lot of really long racy stems that look pretty but have no use to me and will never have use to me as i'm putting shorter and and more angled upward stems on all my bikes Mm -hmm. um but i can't resist a five dollar like cool chinelli you know what i mean like in the used bin there's like a cool like the stems i always want so now i have this like pile of stems and i'm just a hundred percent an old hoarder mode um with stems. Okay, I've got anyway. bad news for you. You've you've been in that mode for yeah, at least I, yeah, fifteen I don't think years. I'm, I'm more into it though. I'm more. I'm trying. To, well, maybe I'm trying to be accepted a little bit. You've got some self awareness you know? and that you're coming to terms. You know, that's yeah. the first step to a, a solution. Yeah. Well, ugh, I don't know. They're, anyway, I like stems. All right. <laughs> I like turtles. And with that, this is the. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out about our family of shows. I'd also like to thank Hammerhead. Head to hammerhead.io and use the promo code SLOWRIDE to get your very own heart rate strap with the purchase of a Crew 2 cycling computer. Email us at the Podcast at gmail.com and find us on threads and Instagram at the Pod. And this is Tim in Orlando. It's Matt Minneapolis. And on behalf of Backpack and Lunchbox, this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, the city beautiful, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.
afternoon and welcome to episode three of Nordic Corner. This is Nate Chenenko from the city beautiful Rochester, New York. Uh, pleased to receive a feedback from Leif about pronunciation. Pretty ironic coming from somebody whose name should be said Leif. Uh, also really appreciate the ski orienteering, which to my knowledge is like the alley cat of cross-country skiing where you go from place to place and you follow a manifest and i assume they make you like take shots and you have to have like tunnels in your ears and a bunch of tattoos in order to do it um so really really appreciate the feedback there i would like to conspicuously note that evidently the actual slow ride podcast had multiple other comments that they said they would forward to me and i never received them so i'm just going to continue doing this however i want since i have no audience feedback uh for the first time maybe ever cross-country skiing is easier to consume than cycling with the demise of gcn as referenced on the last episode and with the demise of GCN means I have nowhere to watch cyclocross, but I do, however, have an easy and relatively inexpensive and decently high quality way to watch cross-country skiing. So if you are struggling on the trainer, as am I at this time of year, waiting for things to do, and you want to watch some cross-country skiing, ski and snowboard.live, I do not get paid by them, but I wish I did, has all of the racing and it's pretty cheap. You just missed a Black Friday promo, but they have all the racing and they always have or almost always have commentary. And some of the commentary is really good. Keegan Randall, former U.S. Olympic team medalist at the Olympics, um, and Chad Samala, who had a very famous call for NBC at the same time, do a really good commentary on the sprints. However, the commentary on the distance races is, uh, let's just say, in the interest of not like shutting down ski and snowboard.live leaves a little bit to be desired. It's not quite as bad as like the Phil and Bob show on, on out on what, what even channel was that? OLN. And, but it is pretty bad where they're mispronouncing like actual stars names. Uh, and I say this as somebody who has a limited ability to pronounce anything, which is gotten worse over years of listening to the slow ride podcast this is the first actual competition weekend of the cross-country ski season there have been three races well six races three for men three for women i have only actually watched four of them uh because i needed to record this episode since i don't know when little guy actually puts the stuff together the Friday races were the sprints from Finland. This is like in the Arctic Circle, like way up there in Finland with the Northern Lights out. And I think it got dark at like 1 p.m. They had like two hours of daylight to run this race. Uh, the sprints were pretty exciting. The Swedish women's team dominated as usual in like every facet. However, Maya Dahlquist, my least favorite cross-country skier, did not even qualify for the sprints after gallivanting around the United States with her boyfriend who's on the U.S. ski team. So little drama on the Swedish team, but they still crushed everybody. Uh, the American sprint team was not as dominant as we would have hoped that they would be, but this was made much better by the next day when Rosie Brennan, who is one of the elder statesmen on the U.S. women's team finished second in the 10K Classic, which like never happens. This is like this is like us doing a really good job at like ping pong or badminton or something that is just not like a good American sport. Um, Cross country skiing is like not a super strength of ours, but especially not the classic technique. So that was pretty exciting to see. On the men's side, in the sprints, Johannes Klebo 
Leif, I don't care how his name is actually pronounced, so we can move on from that, was in fourth place. This is like the first time he's missed a podium on a day that he started in a sprint race in forever. This is probably because he had COVID a week or two ago. I don't bother to Google Translate NRK, the Norwegian media, into English. Um, so I don't exactly know, but again, wild speculation is sort of the name of the game here. So that was pretty interesting. And then in the 10K, which was also a classic race, Ivo Niskanen had a big lead, but was taken out by the winner of last year's 50K at Holman Colon, uh, Martin Yinget. And pretty exciting race there. Again, Claybo really suffered, which is surprising because he is very good at classic. Uh, I have not actually watched the 20K, which happened this morning, but I will include an update on that in next week's Nordic Corner. So with episode three from Nordic Corner concluding, this is Nate Chinenko in the city beautiful Rochester, New York. Speak with you all next week. There's an elegance to bike racing. For all its technology and engineering, it's a simple question of physics. How do you move a body through space as quickly and efficiently as possible? When the rider and the machine work as one, it's almost as if the solid world has melted away and all that remains is the spirit, the pure, raw, and unfiltered soul of sport. Life is measured in many units, miles, kilometers, kilos and pounds, but we measure it one corner at a time. We've entered the golden age of crit racing, the most exciting spectator event in sport, where all of human drama plays out before us on our city streets. On this show, we bring you the news of the day and take you inside the personalities of the teams and riders and right up to the gates of the premier events in the world. Welcome to Criterium Nation.